Thank you for listening to the Simply Syndicated Federation. For more great shows like these, visit us at simplysyndicated.com. I, I, there's a possibility I may have to run off at some point. Oh, well, God. Yes, but that's been a possibility for a while in your household. Uh, yeah. That is true, but she's, she's having episodes. Oh. Huh. She's a bit paranoid about it. I think it's just wind. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, paranoia at this stage. You can't just say it, you can't say it's just wind now, Jack. You're going to be a dad at some point. You can't just keep <laughs> hoping that it turns out. Oh no, it's just wind. We named it Evelyn and everything, but it just turned out just just some sprouts that hadn't gone down right. <laughs> How embarrassing would that be? And now we have our bumper. <laughs> I Welcome to World One Stage One Special Friday Night Edition. That's totally on Tuesday. Yeah, totally Tuesday. Yep. Totally Tuesday. I am Simon, and joining Fine. me. God damn it! I always forget. Sorry. Do, but right. that's Jack. That one. That I'm Jack. I'm Mike. And I'm Irish. Oh, yeah. We managed to do a show this week. I'm pleased about that. Yeah. Uh, actually, I may be counting chickens before they. We are managing to do a show currently. Yes. 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 It I won't be a feel... super short show. Yeah, that's really fun to say. Super short. Yeah, if you can yeah, say it, I can't say it. <laughs> I will refrain from feeling relief until we have concluded the show. Good man. But 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 someone went to the cinema. <gasps> it wasn't me. I did. You did. I didn't. But I did watch some films this two week period. Wait, who went to the cinema? Simon. I'm sure. Yeah. No, I'm sure. On Tuesday, someone mentioned seeing a film. Michael. Mackle, what did you go and see? I've, I, I've seen films. What did you go and I see? Said, oh, I said I may go and see a film. Oh. Uh, oh, that's right. You were planning to see a film. Oh, you didn't see it. Jenna, did, Jenna did. Jenna went to the cinema, but I don't oh, know. I did go to the cinema. It was very fun. What did you go and see? I went and saw Wolf of Wall Street. See, I want to go see that, but it's been sold out. Every single screening has been sold out since it was released in Just the screening rooms. Yeah, which is very good, but also really frustrating. Like, every single screening has been completely fully booked at the screening rooms since the day of release. And so we should going to see it in the regular cinema, then. No! What do you think I am? Some kind of plebeian. I wear a suit to work now. I earn walking money now. Welcome to World 1 Stage 1, where Jack has got above his station. Yeah, Jack is now the 1%, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> Do you just think the 1% are people who wear suits? Yeah. Isn't that how it works? Not quite. <laughs> oh. Not when they sell suits at Primark, Jack. I didn't get my suit from Primark, bitch. <laughs> I got mine from Primark. It's a good suit. Why would I get my suit from Primark? I got it from TK Maxx because I got staff discount. How are you? Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> the sartorial elegance on show in this particular episode is magnificent. <laughs> but yeah, new job. Which is cool. Yeah. That means I'm going to be like ridiculously tired every episode from now on. But it does mean you get to survive. Yeah. And spend like all the money that I'm now going to start saving up buying tickets to go see wrestling. Or a new laptop. Or a new laptop, indeed. 
Well, that's something I've done since the last episode aired. Broken your London. laptop? No, well, yeah. I also went to London. You did. You came to the smoke. Yeah. I, I went to London and I saw big, sweaty, oily men grappling one another. I'm very jealous. Yeah. And the best part is, then we went to the back to the hotel and they were all there. So we went to the bar and they were all there. And we sat in the bar with wrestlers. And the next day we had breakfast with wrestlers. And you ate three breakfasts trying to impress Al Snow. Didn't work. I'm fairly certain Al Snow has seen some more impressive things in his time. Than you eating breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> you might be right. Yeah. But no, I've seen you eating breakfast. It's pretty impressive. I know. Me eating is fairly impressive. Don't want to go with that. No, let's no. just leave that there. Yeah. <laughs> Shoot! Speaking of films, though. Yes. Have you seen the reviews that the Lego movie is getting? No. no I haven't seen I've been thoroughly, thoroughly, thoroughly uninterested in the Lego movie, so I've, I've not really been, seen anything about it. I've I been was disappointed. Until I saw reviews. Right. Right. Still 98% on Rotten Tomato at this point. Okay. It was 100% until very recently. Right. And I recently saw a critic say, in a completely sincere manner, yeah. 20 years from now, legitimately brilliant filmmakers will be doing interviews about how the Lego movie got them into cinema. Right. Okay. Yeah. Everyone loves it. Interesting. This is apparently a really good film. Mm. I, ever since the first trailer, I've been like, I'm definitely going to see then that. Why I will they... spend money on that. I was going to say, then why have they picked the most unfunny jokes for the trailer? And then I go, because wait, that's... lowest common denominator. Because... The jokes aren't what makes it good, apparently. Yeah. The whole film, because it's about Lego, apparently conveys a really interesting message about uh, conforming versus individuality, because it's Lego. Do you follow the assembly instructions, or do you do your own thing? Yeah. Uh, That's the message of the film. I'm really now thoroughly interested to see this. Because a lot of very serious film critics are losing their shit over a Lego film. Hmm. Well, I'm going to see it, so... I'm confused I'm and scared by this it. idea. But anyway, we will talk about that at a later time after some of us have seen it. Indeed. I think it's going to be my Valentine's Day treat. <laughs> but playing with Lego, does that, does that make you want to say anything, Jack? Um, no. I, I played with Lego a long time ago. It's kind of a, a, a casual activity, wouldn't you say? It's a casual activity. It is. Um, I also kind of wanted to, just before we go into the show, like, put a little... Like, can we can we start off with a downer and then, like, work our way up? Uh, okay. I suppose that's better than ending on a downer. Yeah, is that okay? Yeah. Because I just wanted to, to make a little dedication for this episode. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Yeah? Because um, this week has very sadly seen um, the passing of the very first ever special guest on World 1 Stage 1. <laughs> yeah. Um, Harvey the cat passed away this week Actually last Tuesday when we were going to record um, So if any of y'all have pets out there just, just hug and love them so much now Please I'll, I'll second that um, yeah. Also I don't want to take the dedication away um, Zoe's cat Parsley recently passed on as well yeah. So I'm right oh, there what? dude Oh, I didn't know that Yeah kind of they, they, they Within both... a week of each other They yeah, were, they were, they were the same cats. age pretty much yeah. In the None of us knew how old either of them were. Yeah, was was Parsley a rescue cat as well? Um, no, but <laughs> okay, we're we're working our way up out of the downer. Parsley was yeah. not a rescue cat. They had him since he was a kitten. They've just forgotten how long. <laughs> oh, that's... it's been a long time. Yeah, but was that how old was he? No idea. Just we think fourteen. Yeah. But... There's a woman at work who's got a twenty-one-year-old cat. Wow. Yeah, that's terrifying. 
Yeah. Yeah. Just so that, that wonderful, I just want to drink that wonderful memory of the hearing in the background of that episode. The Harvey bringing up a hairball. Harvey's hairball, a highlight of early world on stage one. Our, our very first ever special guest. So I wanted to get that sort of sad bit out of the way just because I, you know, wanted to have a little memory to him because it's been a very, very big part of, well, everyone, every one of our um, mm-hmm. hosts' lives. Absolutely. So Lego. Lego. Lego is a very casual game. It is indeed. Do you know what I used to have when I was a kid in Lego kits? What did you have? I used to have a Lego farm. You know what's you know what's terrible about that? Everything is that you can lose hours of your life with a make believe farm. Mm. I think that's uh, amongst children's toys, though. Yeah, I'm just I'm just watching where you're going. But after a while, see where he's going. I'm just trying to interrupt and just block it and uh, try and get your friends to to play with your make believe farm <laughs> uh-huh. and help build your make believe farm and link yeah. it with their make believe farms. And oh, today we're God. talking about Facebook. <laughs> The analogy has stretched to breaking point. I'm, I'm, I'm going to keep stretching this out as far as I can go and using less and less lube each time. It's okay, I'll, I'll keep a chart going. <laughs> good. good. <laughs> so, Facebook. For those that don't know, uh, Facebook turned 10 this nearby time. That some people don't know, some people don't care. Most people don't care. <laughs> I'm just not fond of Facebook and their way they do taxes. So. 3.2 billion in tax write off in shares. You're not allowed to talk about taxes. You're 12. <laughs> <laughs> and you don't also, pay more tax than me. I'm on emergency tax. How are you on emergency tax? Because I didn't get my P45 from my last employer. Sorry? Because he didn't have a P45. He's yeah. an idiot. Um, briefly on taxes, comparing Facebook and Google, I know, I know which one's more evil. All of them. They're all Google evil. is more evil. But anyway, we're not here to talk about the taxes of Facebook. Are we not? It's no. Kind. I'm sure there's been a tax game on Facebook. Probably. But Absolutely. we're not even here to really talk about Facebook. Although Facebook turning 10 did inspire us to do the apps. Yeah. We are here to talk about casual gaming. Woo-hoo. Someone is typing like fury and force. No, I'm actually typing really, really, really quietly. Now you know my pain. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so Facebook and casual games. Yes. Because casual gaming is actually quite an interesting one in how it has changed over the years. Uh, that makes it sound like it started off very strange and very different. It started off very different, not really very strange. Oh, okay. It's it's become very strange now. But it's, hmm. I mean, how far back do you go? Because all gaming was casual at one point. Gaming kind of is casual. <laughs> yes. Except point unless you play, like, StarCraft professionally. Yeah. And, but what yeah. are we defining as casual gaming in the bounds of this episode? Are we talking about sort of, you know, those sorts of games, usually browser-based games, usually, um, although we'll then, we will talk about like things like on the Wii and so on. I would say phones. Phones as well. The most yeah. common platform for it now. Um, games that you can like just drop in and out of in like five-minute blocks. Yeah, games designed to be a brief distraction. Yeah, with no major, like, painful, uh, overarching goal other than collect three of this fruit. I would say... In terms of definitions, there there's no penalty to dropping in and out in very brief play sessions. There's usually not much skill involved, uh, although that can vary a little bit. Yeah. Certainly not many skills you need to learn to play, uh, not like an FPS, for example. Uh, and in general, yeah, very simple mechanics. Hmm. 
That's a pretty good definition. I think we could go with that. Yeah. Indeed. So Snake on the Nokia, perfect example. Yeah. Oh, Snake. Ah. Let's play Snake again. Kim's Nokia has it. So is mine. If you yeah, mine has Snake 3. You know what that is? It's a piece of shit, is what that is. Yeah, it's got original. Yeah. Snake 2. Snake 2 was where it was at, where you could go through the walls and come out the other side. Oh. Yeah. Why, why, what? Why would what? you go through the walls? The walls are there to collide with. No, 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 no. In Snake 2, the only thing you can collide with is yourself. Yeah. You go out one wall, you come through the other wall. Oh, you mean wrapping around the screen? Yeah. Ah, no, Which, that's still bullshit. No, no, some purists are like, no, that's bullshit. You should, you should die if you hit the walls. And I just go, yes, well, some no. Of us are. No, this is the thing is, then I just point out, but if you, if you, if you're restricted by the walls, what that then means is that the game ends faster. This is for people that want to keep playing for longer. Then they should get better at not hitting the walls. <laughs> <laughs> and there was me saying these were not skill-based games. Snake is definitely a skill-based game, but the skill is pressing buttons and, and being self... Wait a minute, I'm just like... The, 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 the skill is not throwing the phone. <laughs> yeah, the, the skill is not, like, punching the phone to death. Oh, so it's the same skill set as Flappy Bird. I've not played Flappy Bird yet. I've, I do not want to play Flappy Bird. What in God's name is Flappy Bird? Briefly, fuck Flappy Bird. Okay. My high score is two. <laughs> I don't know what this nice. means. No, I I'm no proud of that. I'm, I'm, proud I'm, I'm proud to say I've not played Happy, uh, Flappy Bird. Flappy Bird is I, it's a phenomenon. It's not a good game. So it's a Korean, I think, developer. I uh, haven't fact-checked that. Don't sue me. Um, who basically... <laughs> I love the fact I'm worried about getting sued for saying he was Korean when I was going to go on to say, stole a bunch of art from other games. <laughs> uh, so the pipes and backgrounds from Mario, basically. Okay. Um, yeah. And has created a game where there is a little bird on the screen. If you tap it, it flaps its wings and goes up a bit. If you don't tap it, it goes down. Okay. Oh, I think we might be interrupting a show. Oh no! Uh, it's supposed to be recording. Oh uh, god, um, damn it, Simon! Oh no! Did you not check this beforehand? No. You didn't check if someone was using this room. No, I didn't, because uh, I'm an idiot. So Flappy Bird flaps and falls, and you have to get him through gaps in pipes that are too fucking small. And uh, everybody plays this game. <laughs> are we interrupting a schedule? Always. That's very true, actually. Yeah, Oh, shit, it's Nick and Rich. Oh, which means it's either going to be... Uh, hang on, I'll just sort this out. Um, what do we, we can edit this out in post-production. No, we won't, though. But, okay, so Happy <laughs> Bird is fucking annoying. And when I scored one, I was reasonably proud. It's Vietnamese. Vietnamese, Vietnamese, okay. And when I scored two, I thought, that's it, I have accomplished Flappy Bird and I need no longer play. <laughs> okay. That was loud. Uh, <laughs> sorry, sorry. That was Jen decided to play Flappy Bird and oh, okay. died straight away. Cool. So that yes, that's Flappy Bird. <laughs> Fuck Flappy Bird. But it's made like fifty thousand dollars a day recently. Huh. What? Yeah. Why can't people just give me this money? Was it a day or was it Yes, Flappy Bird, fifty thousand in sales per day. I fight right. Brr. And monetization of casual gaming is something we are going to come on to. Yes, in a very, very angry manner. In a very, very <laughs> get pitched yeah. march on yeah. EA kind of a manner. I can, I can talk about my own personal experience. Yeah. But let's start <laughs> the happy days of Bejeweled. Ah, Bejeweled. Did Bejeweled. They Bejeweled? I remember play I played um. Bejeweled 2. Ah. I, Bejeweled is sort of... It started off as the, the classic exemplar 
of um, a match three game where you have a grid of things and you have to swap a couple of things and make three in a row or more if you can. And that's become a fundamental of a lot of casual gaming. Yep. Uh, Sorry, chat room is distracting me. It kind of has to be distracting at the moment because... It does. Yeah. We're trying to solve that. I'm wondering where my food is. It should be here, man. I'm wondering where your food is as well. I made it to four. Holy shit, you doubled my score. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to Flappy Bird. Uh, it, It has now stolen your life. Uh, well, it's on Jenna's iPad, so no, particularly hasn't. Ah, now the iPad might be the way to play it because the gaps look larger. It, it, you might be able to aim better. You can aim better, but it's still well. It's still flat. <laughs> I hate that game so much. But I, I can I can see why. Yes, it's strangely addictive. Mm. It's like it's like you want to beat your previous score. It's like uh huh. But oh my god. Just just get through the pipes, you fucker. <laughs> yeah, that was sort of a, a golden age of casual gaming when PopCap were first sort of... Ah, oh, PopCap. With their peggles and their bookworms and their... Bookworm, I was about to say, yeah. And their bejeweled... Ah, happy days. You, you seem to really, really like bejeweled. I played a lot of bejeweled. Um, bejeweled... At the time, was memorial uh, memorialized in a Penny Arcade cartoon, which you know just about said everything. I can't remember the exact specifics, but someone trying to get Tycho's attention, him saying, "I'm playing Bejeweled here." Someone trying to get Gabe's attention, Bejeweled can't talk, and then God trying to get Jesus's attention. And Dad, I'm playing Bejeweled. Like, yeah. yeah, that whole Second Coming thing, son. Or oh, do you not get on to that? That was Bejeweled, basically. Everyone was playing it constantly, whether on their computer or their phone or what have you. Or through perfect psychic upload connection. I wish. That might be how Jesus <laughs> was playing it. But like I said, I think I only ever played Bejeweled 2 on the Xbox. Bejeweled was 2 Bejeweled? was also cool. Yeah. But it wasn't the original. And for that I shall never forgive it. <laughs> Yes, I must say my picture of my lumberjack is pretty amazing. Kirby. We have characters and whatnot now. Yes, it's it, the art is reoccurring. The, 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 the mythos of World 1 Stage 1 is slowly starting to develop. Like, Simon and I now have last names. I might have to take that and then do my Adventure Time style artwork for it. I was, I was, trying, to th- I was trying to think of a, a last name for you, Jack, for, for mm. you, Irish. And I was just like, he's a Pokemon fan that falls asleep a lot. I was going to like come up with a name that was like Snorlax. All right. Or, or Drowsy or Hypno. But I, I couldn't think of anything. So get on that shit. Oh yes, we missed Mewtwo's birthday yesterday. We a birthday? It was Mewtwo's birthday yesterday. Was it? February sixth, yeah. birthday of Mewtwo. Oh, happy birthday, uh, Mewtwo! Please don't Mew- kill me with your brain. I'm not even Mew-Gate. a Pokemon fan, but I do know yeah. the journal entry. Mew had a baby today. We called it Mewtwo. <laughs> yep. For February sixth. Oh. Oh, yes. jackpot! <laughs> Pokemon is kind of a casual game. Is uh, it? Is I, it really? I, to get it into. Is, right, it yeah. Is, but it was, most it is, it's oh, both parts. Well, it's both parts um, casual and competitive game. game mm. You know? Because you can very easily just casually play through the game, not. You know, don't you know? You don't go out to try and build the best team. You don't go out to try and catch everything. You know, you just sort of play as you want to play. And then there is the full-on competitive side. Yeah, I think it's less casual now. Oh yeah, with the breeding and the bank and the trading, and it's all gotten yeah. a bit much. Ah, the internet exploded when the bank came out the other day. But red and blue, that, that was pretty casual. That was a competitive uh, aspect, definitely. Yeah, I, you, uh, I don't know about. I, 
I don't know if I still would call it casual gaming. My wife, please take your iPad away from me. I keep playing <laughs> Flappy Bird. <laughs> Can't get past four. This, I mean, by the way, this is the threat of casual gaming. <laughs> <laughs> it because is you can do it any time. Like... You will do it any time. I don't God. get that, though. I, I never, I never, like, understand. Because, I mean, with most of these games, I've never really sort of gotten suckered into them. Like, I, I, I've never dedicated hours of my life to them. Someone's mm. never had a commute. Well, admittedly, yeah. I mean, everything's within <laughs> walking distance. I live in bumfuck Bumbleton in the middle of a hole in a fucking... Hob- I live in Hobbiton, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> but you're not a hobbit. I. To be fair, if any one of us in this party was a hobbit, it is Jack Zedlerberg Crawford. Zedlerberg. Yes. How hairy are your feet? Very hairy. Fair enough, then. You are a hobbit. You know, you know how like, unhairy the rest of me is? Sadly, I do. Yeah, Yeah, sadly, yeah. Except from except from my knees downwards. Okay. In fact, yeah, you've seen my you've seen my bare legs. I've seen your bare legs. I have not seen your bare feet. Yeah, it basically continues on. Okay. I might I might tomorrow night. Oh boy. Yep. Oh yeah, me and Irish are sharing a bed tomorrow. (laughs) Oh yes, of course you are because you're after the gig. Yep. Yeah. So, you know, fan, fanfic writers out there, do your worst. So, you're going head to feet or parallel? Spooning, dude. Good. I'm glad. <laughs> big spoon. Who, wait. When you say big spoon, what do you mean? Clearly, Jack is the big spoon. He is the big spoon. We're both Jack. Which one is the big spoon? Iris <laughs> <laughs> is the big spoon. He is the big spoon. I doubt that. He is the big spoon. I've seen the two of you next to each other. Actually, the two of us next to each other. It's not even draw. You would be going in the teaspoon draw, Jack. I was supposed to say the two of us next to each other. It's not even. It's not even big spoon, little spoon. It's fucking like teaspoon ladle. Yep. You are going in the teaspoon draw. Yep. And 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 Irish is being hung up on the sort of cutlery hook draw thing on the side for soup. Shall we? Should we move on? Through the golden era of gaming and say there was a wonderful wonderful time of casual gaming when a lot of developers jumped on the bandwagon and there were a lot of great games and a lot of shit games. Tetris. But none of them none of them were cynical dopamine cycle optimized money making machines. And should we just get into the bit where we, we hate everyone? Yeah, I love doing that. Because we were talking about Facebook's birthday and Facebook gaming is where it all went wrong. This is basically what we were mostly going to talk about today. Because Facebook happened. Yeah. Facebook happened. Facebook and, happened. And along came the phenomenon of the Facebook game. Uh, I'll hold my hands up. I played plenty of those Facebook games. Mm. I've played a few, yeah. I've played uh, a couple. I played one. Which one? Uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! Bam. That was, out that. of all of them, that was the one you chose. Yep. Out of all of them. Out of all of them, I chose Yu-Gi-Oh! Bam, and it was great. Was it good? Yeah, really good. Really fucking hard. Yeah, it is a hard game. That's it. Yeah. But, like, it had all these options where you could, like, trade real-world money for more energy to play more of the game. Here we and go. I was like, well, why the fuck would anyone be dumb enough to do that? You can wait for free or pay to play. Like, no, it's a Facebook game. Why would anyone pay to play it? That's dumb. I don't understand that. That'll never catch on. So you've hit the nail on the head in this situation. Yeah. Yeah. I don't get it, but, you know, I I just don't think it'll catch on. A thing happened with the Facebook game, you see. And that was that a different kind of mentality went into the game design. I doubled my score. (laughs) Double zero is still zero. I got eight. <laughs> Holy shit, how are you flapping that flappy bird so flappy well? 
<laughs> Jenna, Jenna won't take it back from me. I tried to give it to her. She slapped the iPad back at me. <laughs> so I'm guess, I'm guess, you know, my my goal for this one is to play Flappy Bird throughout the episode and then Mike's see what my score is by the end. Eat, sure. Oh, he's going to eat. Sorry. You're a Flappy Bird savant. <laughs> a Flappy savant. Right, so Jenna wants to play Jelly Splash, that is. <laughs> But yes, someone has put their nail on the head in the chat room. Put the nail on the head. Oh, Zynga. What the hell is Zynga? Zynga are a company who made Facebook games. Oh, okay. Some of the, sad to say, some of the best Facebook games. Mm, Some of the best stolen games. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Relative, yes. Mm, They were uh, a problem. Because Facebook started the social game. And this is where it started. It wasn't. It didn't start with monetization. It started with attention. Yes. So you had to be the biggest attention-grabbing game, which meant you wanted a mechanic that would make your players ask other people to play the game. Yes. That was that was the key to success on Facebook. The key was advertising and not sp- spending any money on advertising, but making your player base do it for you. Exactly. So along came fucking Farmville. Yep. Which I still get requests to join. I'm not sure if that was actually their first, but it was the one that really, really broke through. Yeah. Uh, but I, And they made a billion others just like it. There was Farmville, Chefville, Cityville, Coasterville. Uh, they had Fishville. Fishville? Fishville. Um, uh, is Fishville where you are a fish and your options are swim? No, it's oh. a real-time aquarium simulator. That doesn't sound very fun. It's not. Oh, okay. Um, but just like Farmville, you have to decorate your aquarium with like new bubblers and new types of fish. And your that's, not a, that's not a decoration. Those are actual living animals and also bubblers. No, no I, I'll, I'll remind you, this is a simulation. They are not actual living animals. Oh, and okay. because they are not actually alive, it is purely decorative. Fair point. Uh, they also made Mafia Wars... Um, which, you mean Mafiaville? I do, but <laughs> it's exactly the same fucking game. Um, okay. but a, you just you get more decorative things like Johnny the Two Hands McGee, <laughs> and some more cynically obvious money makers like poker and bingo. Uh, uh, and but basically, it was the Vills. They were they were the money making empire. And as you said, you had a toy farm. Yep. And you built up your farm. And if anyone has played any of the games that have come out of this whole mentality, they will know exactly what's going on. This SimCity has had a game like this come out. There was um, Simpsons Tapped Out. There's a a billion of these types of games. But you, you have a little plot of land and you can put a building down and you can plant a crop and it takes a certain amount of time to grow. Oh, it's Harvest Moon. Except... Harvest Moon is much better. Well, yeah, Harvest Moon is much better. And also, Harvest Moon doesn't intentionally cripple itself and make the only way you can uncripple the gameplay being getting other people to help you. Yes. Um, you. I got food. Mike just came in with a Chinese takeaway. And by Chinese takeaway, I don't mean a Chinese takeaway meal. I mean a Chinese takeaway shop. <laughs> he has on his plate two orders of fried rice, two orders of noodles... What looks like two orders of sesame prawn toast and some sweet and sour chicken. No, that's one order. That's half an order, half an order, half an order, and half an order. Times four. No. Sorry. So basically what you're saying is Mike got you dinner. No. I've already eaten. I had bagels. Oh, I like bagels. I like bagels too. Bagels are good. We don't have a bagel shop in town. I do consider about opening one, yes. Let's open a bagel shop. Let's do that. Yeah. 
I reckon you that's this whole doing pretty podcast well. thing. You can call it World One Bagel Two. That doesn't make any sense. Shut up! <laughs> Unless you're going to say something funny, shut up and eat. <laughs> wow. So basically, yes, Farmville. Everything took a long time to happen. But what you could do was you could have neighbours. You could invite your friends to be your neighbours, and everybody. Everybody needs. loves good neighbours. And that's when good neighbours become, well, in this case, good friends become good neighbours. Uh, <laughs> God damn it, you guys. What? <laughs> is is neighbours even a thing still? Yes. Yes. Why do you get so angry about that, Mike? Because I love neighbours. Home and away and neighbours are both still Why? Going. When did you become a 40-year-old housewife? Because I've always watched neighbours. That's not an answer. <laughs> Best thing about Wolf of Wall Street, the girl in it is from neighbours. That's the best thing. Yep. Right. Nominated for best picture. Nominated yep. for best actor. Yep. Best screenplay as well. Yep. The it's... best thing about it is that the girl is from Neighbours. Yep. You don't become a movie reviewer. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'd really like to see Mike's reviews of films. Actually, yes. Become a movie reviewer. Like, Mike, should I see this film? It's got that... I don't know why you suddenly you've become Northern, but it's got that girl from Neighbours in it. <laughs> <laughs> Why have I suddenly become northern? You're not northern. Girlfriend Four films rated out of naught to five neighbours cast members. <laughs> I'll give this one two neighbours cast members up. <laughs> up what? What? Up what? Um I don't I, I was trying to, I was gonna make a really good joke based around neighbours then, but then I was just like, what do I know about neighbours? The theme song. That's it. That is literally it. <laughs> So as we were saying, you get your neighbours yep. to work on your farm, and you work on your neighbour's farm. It's a bit of a... It, it's a farming cooperative at that point. It's like hiring your friends. Yes. Wait, is it like hiring your friends, or is it like living in one gigantic hippie commune underneath... No, it is, it is more like the commune, I think. Right, with, with one scary guy wearing white robes watching you all. That would the, be Zynga. Okay. <laughs> so, so Zynga are Koresh. Yes. Okay. In more ways I, than one. <laughs> I can see this going really well. I can't understand where the downside might be. <laughs> so, yeah, basically, you, uh, Zynga managed to... Just, just, just be afraid if they bring out Kool-Aidville. <laughs> they managed... Compoundville. They managed to build in a gaming mechanic where you had to advertise for them. Genius. But... I mean, evil genius, but genius. Obviously, some people reacted poorly to this and went, I don't want to spam my friends with messages. They all hate me for it, and they keep punching me when they see me in the street. And they keep shouting horrible names at me and throwing bottles of piss at me. Suffice to say, Facebook reacted poorly. Yeah. Um, so what they did was they said, oh, well, okay, here's an alternative. You can uh, spend this in-game currency uh, to, to speed things up as well, uh, in the same way as having your neighbours... Uh, would do so you can do it on your own you don't have to bother them and they only cost real money oh boy so it was either give them free advertising or just directly put cash into their bank account for you it's like okay um and that along with a sort of uh, they, they build up a, a dopamine cycle basically these games they give you quick reward cycles very early on so yes. the first things you build will take a minute or two so you can build one, it, it finishes, you collect it, and you go, oh, that's nice. And there's this cycle of just anticipation of reward and release of reward gives you nice, pleasant brain chemicals, and you like it. 
and what happens is, as the game goes on, you need more money. Uh, you need more stuff. You need more crops. You need more whatever it is you're farming from whichever game you're playing. But increasingly valuable things take an increasing amount of time for the, the dopamine cycle to complete. And you've become an addict at this point looking for your fix. So you start to want to hurry these things up, which is where the in-game currency comes. And then you suddenly find yourself buying thousands of in-game donuts and uh, your Springfield is amazing, and it only cost you a thousand pounds. And you're sitting there in a chair, rubbing your left arm and rocking back and forth very, very slowly, and just going, just I just gotta, just gotta get, um, just gotta get a little bit more, just a couple more clicks, and I'll be okay. Yep, that's pretty much it. And and you know, even Farmville was not that offensive in terms of the amount of time things took, but it has become exaggerated. Yeah. Games have really been pushing this to how quickly can we get the serotonin cycle going, the dopamine cycle going, and how much will people actually pay for? Simon, I've got an idea for a, for a Facebook game. Yes. Right. Basically, it's a button that says click here for dopamine. <laughs> right. And then they click it and it sends us 500 pounds and then we turn up at their house and stab them with a syringe full of dopamine. So, you mean cookie, cookie clicker? No, nothing like Cookie Clicker. There's no cookies involved. <laughs> and also, when you play Cookie Clicker, as I'm, as I understand it, although I haven't played a lot of Cookie Clicker, no one stabs you when you play Cookie Clicker. I think oh, maybe, maybe, maybe Irish, you misunderstood when I said we turn up at their house and stab them with a syringe full of dopamine. I think maybe you misheard me and said we add a cookie to their inventory. I mean, I know they sound very similar. Dopamine cookie. I've, I've all dopamine. I like already here. <laughs> dopamine cookies. Oh, <laughs> gotta dunk your cookies in your dopamine. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Wait, I forget. Doesn't isn't dopamine? Uh, doesn't it, it's isn't it its um role in the body to basically like make sure signals from your brain are sent through the body faster? Is that what it does? I'm not sure. Okay, because if it is, couldn't we just use like casual Facebook games to create a a, a breed of super soldiers? Not quite. Uh, okay. Well, that's that's option B out of the way then. But yeah, it's it's a reward motivated behavior control system. Uh, so stick. It is stimulated, for example, by cocaine, methamphetamine, and real racing three. <laughs> the unholy trifecta. <laughs> yes. I'm now just like, imagine now like a guy in the eighties in like a white jacket with the suits with the sleeves rolled up in some bar in Miami, snorting a line of Farmville. <laughs> I got a medal. Stop playing Flappy Bird. <laughs> I'll give this to Flappy Bird. Flappy Bird only monetized through advertising, and in that sense, it's one of the good guys. In that sense, it's a good guy. God damn it! In so many other senses, it's evil. In any other in any other game where like you like earn advertising revenue for a game made from stolen uh, resources. <laughs> yes. Uh, you know, only in fucking Facebook-style games would you be considered a good guy in that regard. Uh, but when when the competition is Real Racing 3... I don't know what that is. It was one of the first really egregious ones where people started going, hang on a minute, and doing maths to work well, out how much this game actually costs. It wouldn't be that bad. I mean, if they if it was really bad. I mean, if Real Racing 2 was bad, they wouldn't have made a sequel, right? <laughs> <laughs> and if Real Racing 1 was bad, they wouldn't have made a sequel to that. Uh, it wasn't bad. It was just expensive. Because uh. Real Racing 3 contains a lot of microtransactions. That, that... Hang on, sorry, I just need to spit. 
You can upgrade your car and buy new cars and repair your car throughout using microtransactions. <laughs> now, microtransactions. You could, <laughs> you could play the game to unlock all the uh, upgrades, and someone did the maths and said, well, that'll only take you 427 hours. Right. Only. But you can buy them to speed things up, and that would only cost you $503.22. Wait a minute. You're paying them over a dollar an hour to play their game? Yes. Well, no, no. You're, you're, you're saying your time is worth more than a dollar an hour, and you don't want to play 427 hours, so you're giving them $500 plus to not have to play their game. Wait, wait, wait. So you're, uh, hang on. You're paying them to yep. have less time playing their game? But to play it in endgame with everything unlocked, rather than have to play 427 hours of grinding bullshit to get to the game where it's worth playing. Uh-huh. It's like buying God Mode. Yes. Or it's like buying the end game. It's like going to the bit where it's fun uh, without having to do 427 hours. So, can I just get this straight? Did you just say it's like paying for it to be fun? Yeah. Did I miss the part where these stopped being video games? You know, where the major idea is that they're supposed to be fun. I know, right? They're not meant to be fun anymore. They're meant to be habit-forming. I'm scared. Yes. It works, too. Yep. I still don't understand how it works. It doesn't work on everyone, but it does work on people. No, I mean, I have a lot of people I know. I, I, I would consider myself to have a very addictive personality. But, he, but I've never really sort of played a Facebook game and gone, oh, I can really get into this. I mostly just look at them and go, nah. Well, this was an uh, iOS got game. pretty far on Yu-Gi-Oh! Bam. Yeah, that was Yu-Gi-Oh! Bam. That was like one game, and I don't still play that. I literally played it for like a month. Uh, but yeah, this was an iOS game. And the other thing you've got to bear in mind is it's, it's microtransactions. Every time you pay, you're paying a small amount. You're not considering that it's, it's a potentially very expensive thing to do. It's, it's just a small purchase. It's just a dollar here. It's just two dollars there. But it adds up. And one of the, the cruelest ways of doing this is indeed as Yu-Gi-Oh! Bam did it, where you limit the amount of moves someone can make and then allow it to reset over a period of time, but you could just pay to reset it now. Yep. Candy Crush. You can keep playing. And, yep, that is the method of one of the most exploitative games in this genre, Candy Crush. Yep. And this is when we get sued. Oh, yes, because we've used the trademarked word. Oh, damn it. Why did you say crush? (laughs) I'm going to make it much worse. Candy Crush Saga. Oh, that's it. We're fucked. Yep, because they've got that one as well. How do you... Wait, hang on. How the fuck do you monetize the word saga? Yep. That, I don't understand. You mean that common word that just means a story? Yeah. Yep. They have it copywritten. I don't understand. And they have the word candy. I think, I think this is more of an indictment of the trademark system in general. But the people working for that are clearly making a lot of money for doing no work at all. Because that's... Who gives the okay to that? Who says, yes, this is a reasonable thing to do? Entirely reasonable. Basically, Kingdom Come. I want to work for that company. (laughs) Actually, no, you don't. (laughs) You really don't. Uh, I know people who did work at King, and yeah, you don't. You knew people. Oh, not not at King, at the trademark office. Oh, at the trademark. Oh, yeah. They they clearly put no work in. They sit down on their butt all day and get paid. 
Yes, King probably the new Zynger. I think Zynger have died a death. No one gives a shit about Zynger anymore. Yeah, they kind of stopped. Uh, did they buy, uh, draw something? Did they? That uh, got surprised. Zing, Zinger, Zinger did. They yeah. bought. They bought draw something. Draw something. Well, then they had to. And uh, we got. A, we got. I got to admit, draw something. That was really fun. I played that for like a month as well. Mm. We all played that together, though. That was the thing. Yeah. Socially, but um, they did. Zinger did work out a deal with Hasbro, and they brought out the board game editions. Yeah. Now I don't understand that, right? Because isn't right. isn't the board game of draw something just called Pictionary? No. no. It's draw something. It's a very similar game. Mm. In that it's exactly the same. With a different name. And box. (laughs) The box is a pencil. But exactly the same contents. Well, yes. It does give you, you know, Zynga points to use with the Zynga website. I'm going to start stabbing people. I don't know why, but Zynga points appears to be the most painful phrase I've ever heard in my life. Well, the uh, the board game editions, there was Draw Something, Words for Friends. Which is Scrabble. Scrabble. <laughs> uh, Cityville Monopoly. Which is Monopoly. Yep. And uh, Farmville Hungry Hungry Hippos. So what they did was they didn't actually make any new games. They just sold old games in new boxes. Yes, except for the fact that Scrabble and Pictionary owned by Mattel. It's kind of totally Zynga's deal as well. Yeah. <laughs> Is selling other people's games with new artwork. So, you know, Hasbro just saw it as, oh, we could get our own edition of this particular... That's all, that's all me just making it up. I have no idea why they went with it. Probably because it's going to make them lots of money. Yeah, I, I'm thinking it's the money. And it did. It still does. <laughs> so Candy Crush Saga... Yeah, it's I keep downloaded getting... 10 million times in 2012. There aren't that many people in the world. And it has 60 million likes on its Facebook page. Um, what, it's it's what the is... top grossing app every month. And in USA alone, it makes uh, at least $600,000. Yep, a day. I don't understand. I keep seeing it turning up in my Facebook, going like, such and such has, has asked you to play Candy Crush Saga. And I'm like, no, nah, thanks, I'm good. And so then play it for an hour time. later. Uh, it's, it's a very good match three game. It's a match three game that introduces a lot of interesting mechanics. Purely, I'm, I'm a fan of match three games, and I have been since Bejeweled. Yeah. yeah. Well, I personally like it. I have been since Columns. And that, that, I like that uh, match three game better than Bejeweled. Yes. Don't look at me like that, Mike. Columns is older than you. Columns is not a match three game, though. It's a match four game or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, uh, it introduces new mechanics such as uh, unbreakable blocks, uh, well, ones with multiple hit points, generators of... Um, special abilities. Special abilities. It's, well, different special abilities. It adds a lot to the match three game. And if it wasn't... Evil. Evil. It would be a fantastic game. But it is evil in that it has a number of lives. Um, five, five lives. Five lives that, unlike old school games that had lives where you, when you ran out of lives, game over, start again. Oh no. It's you've run out of lives, you're going to have to wait a while or buy some more. It's very cheap. Very cheap. Just, just a couple cheap? of dollars. I forget how cheap, but. I think it's 69 pence for a full set of lives. There you go. Yeah. Very cheap. Jenna confirms this. And how, long it, how long do they take to recharge? Like a day. Half an hour. I mean, half an hour. Yeah. Half, half, half an hour. It gets yeah. longer the, the higher up you go, I think, doesn't it? It's half an hour per life. Oh, it's half an hour per life. Right. So you, you get extra 
I don't understand why you would, but I don't understand why you would pay for an extra life when you can just wait half an hour. We, you pay, you pay, you don't pay for an extra life. You pay to refill all your lives. You can buy five extra moves. You can buy more power ups. But I don't all, get why you would buy an extra life when they're giving it to you for free if you just ah, wait you, half an hour. Because you have to wait half an hour. Yep. Yeah, whose life is so busy that they can't wait half an hour to gain an extra life in a fucking video game? Ah, but to gain them all, you need two and a half hours, and it's only 69p to play now. Exactly. Right, but that doesn't answer my question. Is two and a half hours of your time worth 69p? No. Some people say yes. Some people are wrong. My well, if they're, being, if they're saying that your time is worth 69p, they probably are, but... <laughs> They're, they're, they're paying money to not... I, I, I actually cannot, honest to God, get my head around this concept. So many people have tried explaining it to me, and I just don't understand. I just keep going back to, why not just wait if they're going to give it to you for free? Because then, in half an hour I'll be doing something else, but I'm free now. Yeah, but so in half an hour you'll be doing something else. So Yes, so I'd like you, to play now when I have the time. Why? If, you, if you're just going to be playing something else in half an hour anyway, then just do no, something no, else. doing something else, like I'll be back at work. Well then, you know, oh well. But get better at the, the game. Get better at the game. Don't lose as many lives. Now I am mostly playing Devil's Advocate because I actually never paid a penny yeah. to play Candy Crush. I've never been. But you have to bear in mind it is built on it is built on neuroscience. There is a lot of study that goes into the reward cycle and the uh, the sort of cost uh, cost making decisions. There is a tipping point where enough people will make the decision to make it profitable. Now, you and yeah. I, we won't. Yeah. We're the people who are on the other side of that line. But there's a large number of people who are on the other side of that line and have enough disposable income, which is a significant factor, yeah. uh, enough impatience, and enough of a habit that they will pay the money. And yeah. believe me, King.com and Zynga do a lot of work to make sure they pay the money. This is an exploitative structure. There, there is nothing, there's nothing game-like about that. That is a science that is the science of rinsing you. It is evil. It is. And I just, that's the thing, I, 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 this is the, it's that weird thing where I totally understand that it happens. And I totally understand, like, how it happens, like, the, the amount of research that goes into it and how people do get into it. But I just don't understand... Like, I just, I, I honestly can't get my head around why it happens. Then count yourself lucky. Yeah, it's just one of those really weird things. Like, with a lot of things, I'm like, that's not my kind of thing. But, it, you know, I totally understand why someone might be into that. Your kink is not my kink, and that is okay. <laughs> but then there's, like, Candy Crush and Farmville, and I'm like, your kink is not my kink, and stay the hell away from me at all times. I just don't understand, and it makes me scared. I feel like I honestly, I feel like I'm getting really old. <laughs> Thank you so much for that. No, no, it, I love it, it when people significantly younger than me talk about how old they feel. It's not. No, it's that's the thing is, it makes me feel incredibly old because I'm looking at this new wave of things happening and going, I just don't get it. Why can't it be like it was in my day? And that's a horrible feeling to have when you're only a quarter of a century old. I like you can say it like that. Yeah. yeah. I'm I'm third of a century old. He is, he is, and about to be more than that. Yeah, about to lose my third of a century status. Oh, which is sad. You'll be over a third of a century old. I will. Uh, almost by the time this episode comes out, actually, depending yeah. on how late it comes out on. If it's if it comes out on Tuesday, not quite. If it comes out on Wednesday, uh, I'm older. 
<laughs> but anyway, yes, Candy Crush Saga. This is this is one one side of the evil of King.com. <laughs> the other side is now that they have all the money in the world and presumably a volcano-based lair <laughs> and lasers. If you had the money, you would, right? Oh, I'd have a volcano-based lair. Uh, I don't know. I would. I think I would honestly either rather have an underwater lair or a flying lair, like a helicarrier. Okay, so uh, maybe not a maybe not a volcano, but definitely a lair. A lair? Oh no, absolutely! They've got the money; they have a lair. Yeah, and they must do because I've seen that. If you have a volcano-based lair, then you've got to think about the amount of energy you're going to save because you can use geothermal power. You don't have to pay central heating. It pays for itself after several years. Yeah, yeah, but if I'm rich enough to buy a lair, I don't think I'm worried about it paying for itself. (laughs) Uh, Then you're not going to be very rich for very long. Don't care. I'd have a lair. Yes, but we'll stay rich, and when you can't afford to fuel your helicarrier... Oh, what, what? I'll start. turn to... Wait, wait. When the last of your sharks dies of malnutrition, <laughs> are you going to come out? Are you saying that, like, are you trying to sort of put me into the corner where you say, and then when you've got your evil lair and you run out of money, what will you do then? Turn to crime? No, I'm saying that you won't be very good at crime. <laughs> I think I'd be very good at crime because I'd be backed into a corner with all the fucking money I'd spent on my goddamn lair. <laughs> But anyway, King.com definitely have a lair. They do. That's the important part of this conversation. And that lair has affected their thinking. Now that they're based out of a lair rather than their London offices, they're they're starting to think, hmm, we should act like the sort of people who are based out of a lair. Maybe we should copyright the word candy. Is King.com British? Yes. Oh, for fuck's sake. Like I said, I I, I know people who have worked there. I know where their offices are. Why do they call it Candy Crush then? Because you just you crush candy. Because the blocks, the blocks, the blocks you mix together are sweets. You know how I said they do a lot of research to work out how best to make money. I see. The market is much larger in the US than the UK. So we call it Candy Crush. So we call it Candy Crush because that will sell to the Americans. And once it hits America, it will spread to the UK instead of Sweet Surge. Yep. Ooh, sweet soup. That's, That's a good name. Or sweet yeah. stomp. Sweet Wait, stomp. Wait, did you just say you would play that? Or sweet squash. Yeah, okay, Simon, we're going to make a game. We're going to call it sweet. We're going to. Uh, that thing. <laughs> we're going to call one. it sweet squash. Remember, and, and Mike's going to play it. No, no, sweet surge. That, that, sweet that, surge. That's... I don't know. Sweet surge just sounds like you, what you'd say if you were hitting on a really, like, hench Russian guy. <laughs> no, I'm going to make a game called Candy Crunch Story. <laughs> Sweet Didn't crunch. someone really do that? Probably. There was, in fact, a candy game jam. No, uh, no that was the candy jam was great. Yeah, uh, because, as I said, they decided to copyright the word candy. Presumably which... whilst twirling moustaches. In their lairs. See, I'm curious to see, is this, is this across everything, or is this just across uh, gaming? Well, this think... is where it gets interesting, because I think it's limited to gaming, but some of the lawsuits have been outside of gaming. No, it's it's limited. It's gaming clothing. Not They can't market it for food, but it's like, it's gaming and apparel. There we go. So what? any clothes with the word, like, you know, the chavs that have the tracksuit bottoms with candy written across the bum. They can't wear those anymore. Don't Thank fuck for that. No, they can, they can sadly wear them, but the shop selling them has to stop. No. And those people are now advertising King.com with their ass. Yes. So they, they've trademarked both Candy and Saga. Let's just hope they don't copyright the word crush. Those are two common words in common usage. Um, I don't know how common. I mean, I, I, as much as we like, say they're evil and all that we're doing it, 
I gotta admit, I don't know the last time I used the word saga in an everyday conversation. Uh, well, they, King have themselves made 11 games called Saga, and a lot of video games are called Saga, such as the That's Batman true. Saga, which yeah. is a historical strategy game, I believe, uh, but it's still being sued because of confusion with King.com's brand. Wasn't the Banner Saga out before Candy Crush? Yes, it was. It was, yeah. Yep. Uh, they're, it, well, they're, they're having they're having issues with Square as well for their saga for their saga range, which has been yep. out for many a year. I want to see them go after Saga Holidays. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see them go after Lucas. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> oh God, yes. <laughs> well, with Disney now, because you know what? No matter who oh, wins, it's, it's not even Lucas. It's Disney. It doesn't matter because you know what? No, it's no matter who loses, we win. Yep. No, the that lawyers would be beautiful. Win. Yeah, the lawyers win, but you know what? Lawyers always win. They always find a way to win. I kind of want to be a lawyer. And at the end of the day, either King.com or Lucas will be dead or broke. You know, same thing. Now, as soon as they trademarked the word candy, takedown notices were issued to every goddamn game on the App Store that had the word candy in the title. Every single one. Now, they said these were carefully targeted to only confusing games that could be confused for Candy Crush Saga, but that's not true. Very simply, it went after everything. Right. Couldn't yeah. anything with the name Candy in it be confusing for, to, confused with Candy Crush Saga? Certainly to the people who play Candy Crush Saga. Certainly to King.com's lawyers. Who are very confused by anything that isn't funneling baby puppies. Yeah, that's right, baby puppies into their gigantic open mouths. No, open moors. But the interesting hypocrisy here is that King.com uh, made a game called Scamper Ghost. Well, no, they didn't. They made a game called Packavoid. Sorry, I forgot. Oh, yeah. Cox made a game called Scamper Ghost. Uh, you see, Cox was in negotiations with King.com about selling them Scamper Ghost, basically. Uh, and he decided not to. Presumably because he has the remnant of a soul. <laughs> <laughs> just, just the littlest one. He remembered what one felt like once and would like it back. He certainly remembered the warm touch of a summer wind on his cheek. And then King decided to make a new game, entirely new game, called Pack-A-Void. Now, Scamper Ghost is its a Pac-Man-inspired game where you're just trying to avoid the ghosts. Pack-A-Void is a Pac-Man-inspired game where you're just trying to avoid the ghosts. It's kind of the exact same game. Uh, which they then rushed to get out before Cox could get Scamper Ghost out, so they could blame him for copying them. But it, didn't he just copy Pac-Man? No, he made a new game Okay, that is not a copy of Pac-Man. It is heavily inspired by Pac-Man, certainly. Okay. I, I have no idea what the game is like or about or anything there's like that. No, so. There's no pill eating. It's just escape for as long as you can, basically. Yeah. Okay. Which is different enough that it is its own thing. It's not a great new game. Don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that it's a game of the year or anything. You should totally go out and buy Scamper Ghost. Wait, does Scamper Ghost have microtransactions? <laughs> no. Alright, you should totally go out and buy Scamper Ghost. Not as far as I'm aware. It might okay. do, actually. I don't know. Okay, p p potential. Stop <laughs> saying microtransactions. He's spitting in my food. Microtransactions. <laughs> it's the same Mike's floor, so you're pretty wet by now. You, 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 you realize you just did there, the fucking Ace Ventura thing? Like, shish kebab, Shawshank Connection, <laughs> you went, Mike Sinner, and I heard Mike, and I was like, <gasps> it, it didn't end with bro transactions. <laughs> so I changed my last name. So what? Chicago! What would your name be then? It'd be Mike Transactions. <laughs> <laughs> I'm suddenly reminded uh. of the, uh, the family feud answer of Cupine. <laughs> what? It's name name a word that follows pork. 
The host just looks really confused for a moment. And then goes, Porcupine, I love that answer. That's the best answer ever. <laughs> oh, I'm really starting, just going a little bit off topic, I'm really starting to heavily get into American game shows recently. Family Feud. Really? Yeah. Okay. Have you been watching Jeopardy? Not recently. I've been catching up on old, old episodes of Jeopardy, but not new ones. Have you I've heard of controversy of the current Jeopardy? I think he's the current champion. Yeah, because no. he's not really playing it properly. He's, he's playing the game. He is the first guy in a long time who has gone into Jeopardy. And rather, the tradition, yep. start at the easiest question of a category, and then you work your way through it, and it gets progressively harder, and isn't that cute? And But he's gone in there with game theory. Gone straight right. into the hardest questions. Like, no, fuck you, I'm taking the hardest questions first, because the daily double is usually within the bottom two rows, so I'm just going to move across the categories at random, taking the bottom two, the most difficult in each target. I'll find the daily double. If I know it, I'll bet a small amount, because I'm not completely confident. But if I don't know it, I'll just bet zero and lose, and that, that way no one else can have the daily double. And he's just going in with pure game theory. So he's doing he's doing what I would do in that situation, you and have often thought, thought about doing in that situation. What any of us would do as gamers. <laughs> And then in the actual final Jeopardy, he, he bets a very specific amount of money. He bets what he needs for a tie. He doesn't want to win uh, because he just wants to go to the next show. And if you tie, you both go. And if huh. you tie, not only has he got to the next show, but he knows the abilities of the person he's going up against. Yes, he's brought someone that he knows he can beat. So two-thirds of the contestants he knows one's him, one's someone he's already beaten. And then there's one new factor. This guy is basically. When I say this guy's a genius, I was going to say this guy's a genius. Then I realised, no, he's doing exactly what I've often thought of doing. And I'm like, man, I really want to go on an American game show. But it's so funny that the audience hates him because they're like, but we want to watch Jeopardy, where you start at the easy ones and then the questions get harder as the show goes on. I'm like, well, then make those the rules. Yeah, because those aren't the rules. Or you play and <laughs> fail. <laughs> That's I'm not always, how it works. I'm literally at a point where I, after a couple of episodes, I was like, why do they always start at the beginning and go to the end? You can pick whichever one you want. Yep. If you're so, really I, confident about a topic, go for the really hard questions and earn the money faster. I love this dude because he's just he's going on a game show and going, what? I want to win. <laughs> I'm playing the game. That's why I'm here. What an asshole. So we like him. Anyway, yeah. um, back, we don't like King.com. No. No, we don't. But, I mean, this is the state of play now is shit like this which makes me very sad but what makes me even sadder is dungeon keeper oh, oh my god oh my yeah. god i'm this, right with you yeah. dude. what do you not know about this no what oh sweet Jesus. right so, mike do you like dungeon keeper i do like dungeon keeper i love dungeon keeper wasn't there a new game that was like dungeon keeper that was coming out should we not tell him well no actually i will say first of all because i i feel like they deserve a pitch because they're old school gamers uh war for the overworld that is one. a fan project created by a team of developers from all over the world. Uh, I've met quite a few of them when I was at Eurogamer. They are amazing. They are incredibly enthusiastic about what they do. That's the one I've been looking forward to. Yep. And they've realized that you can't actually copyright an idea. Uh, and they're making basically a clone of Dungeon Keeper. And they're like, it's fair game. They're not actually making a new Dungeon Keeper. Didn't, so, didn't, didn't that work for the guy that, like, was it made the, the going back a bit, the game where you play an evil uh, mad scientist in a volcano lair? Evil genius. Yeah. Yes. But these guys are making a game where you are a dungeon master. A, a, a dungeon, keeper of a dungeon. Yeah, with a dungeon heart. And you're making a dungeon with libraries and hatching rooms. And right. It's basically just Dungeon Keeper, but with additions. They, they've made Dungeon Keeper 3, 
basically. Okay. It feels absolutely like Dungeon Keeper. Plays like Dungeon Keeper with a couple of new features. Sweet. It's beautiful. They are so dedicated to making Dungeon Keeper that when um, they got massively overfunded on their Kickstarter, Mm -hmm. they said, we have extra money. Now, there are a few things we could do. Shall we uh, spend it on enhancing this feature, enhancing that feature, advertising, all these uh, options? And then the last option on the list was, shall we throw all the money at... I can't remember his name. but Buying it's, the right to Dungeon Keeper. No, the voice. Oh. The oh. Guy you know the guy who's, welcome, Dungeon Keeper. You know, oh, that, yes. I thought, I thought you meant, like, the guy, the, uh, your creatures are unhappy. But it is that guy, yeah. Who oh, does Horny. All yeah. the voiceovers. The, horn, the, the, the Horned Reaper, Horny. I, was it Horny or was it, uh... He did all the voice in the yeah, game. Yeah, but I, I think I think I think the, the sort did of also play horny. Yeah, I, I think I thought the voice that like talks to you and says things like you know mm. if you need to expand your library. I thought that was horny. It may be, but basically, uh, Richard Ridings, that was it. And they said, should we give all the money to Richard Riding and just get him to do the voice? And all the fans who backed it were all Dungeon Keeper fans and just went get Richard Ridings, <laughs> and they did. So it's just his voice still. Ah, it's the mental. So good. <laughs> oh my god, I just realised that one of the voice actors is just called Big Al. <laughs> Excellent. Oh no, the horny was someone else. It was Nicholas Calderbank. Ah, so yeah, they got Richard Ridings in uh, to do the voice, and it's it's just so good. Um, it's so good that Peter Molyneux has said, "People, you should back this on Kickstarter." Well, Kickstarter is now over, but yeah, um, yeah, when because Molyneux lost the rights to it when he sold um, the company. But for him to look at this and go, yep, this is the spiritual success to Dungeon Keeper, go back this. You know it's got some serious good stuff going on. Because uh, Molyneux has never said anything silly in his life. No, uh. but um, when it comes to him looking at something that was dear to his heart and saying this feels like a spiritual successor, he knows, he knows that it's, it's on the right track. And he knows a good game when he sees one. Yes. Uh, he doesn't necessarily know a good game when he's making one. But no, but... <laughs> And the thing is, War for the Overworld was actually the, the strapline for um, Dungeon Keeper 3, huh. uh, which never was made. It was uh, DK3, War for the Overworld. Uh. And so this is, it's a fan project, but it really is Dungeon Keeper. If you want to relive those days Hell yeah. and, and uh, yeah, mine out a dungeon and protect it from invading heroes because they be dicks, then this is the game for you. The game that is not for you is Dungeon Keeper Mobile. Yeah. EA. Right. Do you want me to explain this, Mike? Basically. I don't know. What have they done? Right, okay. You know how in Dungeon Keeper you got an imp and you clicked on a bit of dirt in the wall and the imp would go and cut down that bit of brick in the wall? Uh Uh-huh. Right? Now you click on a bit of the wall Uh and it goes green and you delete that bit of a wall. Okay? Uh Uh-huh. And doing that costs you little tiny crystals, your little tiny resources. No, no, you're not quite right here. Oh, okay, sorry, sorry. It's the rush principle again. You click on a bit of wall, and the imp starts mining the bit of wall. That was it, and it takes a certain amount of time. But it does take 24 hours. 24 hours? Yeah. Well, actually, 24 hours is just for, you know, you would find those stubborn rocky parts of rock that it took longer to dig through. Which have resources in them, like the little green crystals. Yeah, they take 24 24 hours. hours. I think the normal ones only take you, like... Six Ten minutes? <laughs> I don't yeah. know. They take you a period of time. Oh, but you what? can hurry it along and instantly do it by spending the little green crystals. Yes, you now, can. Now, you can get the little green crystals by mining the things that take 24 hours to mine, okay? Oh. And they get you one or two little crystals. 
Uh-huh. Or you can buy the little crystals, and they come in packs of like five dollars, ten dollars, all the way up to I think seventy dollars is the sort of be- it has the uh, seventy dollars will get you fourteen thousand crystals, which is the best value one. Oh no, sorry, seventy pounds. Oh, is it seventy pounds? Okay, yep. guess you the best value. I, people can't see my my uh, in air quotes here, but you know the best value uh, crystals. And that's it. You you pay to make your dungeon. By you pay to get rid of a block in the game that it's made. Uh huh. Or or you can wait twenty four hours, and it's actively yes. convincing you to not play the game for twenty four hours. Okay. It's a game that said, "Do this." Okay, now go away for twenty four hours because you can't do anything with us. There was a review on the Escapist that was quite damning. And uh, said some interesting things about this. And yet, out of several thousand reviews, it's still got a four and a half out of five. I started trying to dig out a four by four room two nights ago. I am not finished. Ah. Uh, This is the long-awaited return of Dungeon Keeper, a game that hides behind the mask of free-to-play. But shouldn't be called that. It's free-to-wait, but not to play. If you want to actually play the game, you have to buy crystals. Yep. It is effectively unplayable otherwise. Now, you see, this is where King spent a lot of money and time and research to find the line. I don't think EA did. I think EA went, yeah. let's fuck everyone so they have to give us money. Well, I know, I know NerdCube did some people. I know NerdCube did some sort of calculations on it and went that if you buy the £70 box, do you know how many um, tough brick walls that helps you dig down? I don't know, 10, 20? 52. I was underestimating for comic effect, but apparently yep. not by much. Yep. Uh, that's ridiculous. Yes. Yeah. Have you seen the uh, thing they're doing when it comes to the reviews, though? The app reviews? No. They're actually um, funneling the reviews, so only the five-star reviews get through. And anyone that is, um, like, you know, four stars or under, they basically get you to write to them to say, why? I won't let you post the actual five, uh, the, the one-star review. They'll do everything to stop you from doing so, basically. Well, they can't really stop you. It's If you're in the App Store, they have no control over that. Mm. But it's just the... It's like, really? That's what you're doing? You're trying to make it so that your app looks good by only releasing the few five stars that you have? Yeah, good going there, really. Yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty... pretty Poor. There's also uh, Final Fantasy, All the Bravest. I've never actually has, heard of that. Uh, it's been criticised in pretty much the exact same way. Right. ATB. Mm. I've not actually played it, though. I've seen it, but not played it. Uh, from what I understand, uh, it's, uh, it's Final Fantasy characters from across their franchise, really. Sort of mm. all pulled into one thing. You know, you can have a team of Tifa, a Moogle, and a Chocobo. In classic. That sounds like the best movie I've ever seen. (laughs) And then you fight things. That's kind of it. It's just the battles. But you only get one character type for free. You have to purchase every other character type. Oh, it's Killer Instinct. Yeah. (laughs) Ah, it's not just Killer Instinct. That's that's the first of the monetizations. Yeah. Right. Uh, But then... um, We also say fuck Killer Instinct. Yeah. If your character is defeated... They are knocked out and will take time to revive. Oh. Although you can treat them yeah. with in-app currency that just costs you real money. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. I know this is evil and all, but does that mean that there's actually a, a, a real-world conversion rate for Gil now? 
Wouldn't there have been one as soon as Final Fantasy Online started? Oh yeah, I guess there would have been. Never mind then. And this is this is what's happening to. And this is this is what really gets me about this. This is what really makes me not even angry, just sad. Is that we're not anymore talking about Candy Crush. We're not talking about puzzle games, Farmville, just bullshit that's been thrown together to make money. We're talking about the sequels to some beloved franchises. We're talking about yeah. Dungeon Keeper and Final Fantasy and Killer Instinct. Oh, Killer Instinct. I'm not sure Killer Instinct can really go on the same tier as Dungeon Keeper and Final Fantasy in terms of beloved franchises. But I, I gotta admit, I loved the Killer Instinct game back in the day. I was gonna say, they are good, they are really good, they are fondly remembered. Yeah. And, and this is what's happening to gaming. And this is a real concern. Do we need to explain to people about Killer Instinct? Do, do we? Is there anything to explain apart from the fact it's a fighting game where you need to buy your characters? Yeah. Like, do you get one character to begin with? Yep. You get um, the werewolf character. You get uh, Saberwolf. Saberwolf, yes. Oh, okay, fair enough, because Saberwolf is the only character I played, so <laughs> maybe it might be worth getting Killer Instinct now. But the, the idea is that basically you, get, you, get, you, buy, you buy Killer Instinct... And then you get one character, and if you want any others, you have to buy them. And as we, we actually had a conversation about this yesterday, me and Irish, and basically, I have no problem with pe- with companies releasing DLC packs of extra characters. Uh, Marvel vs. Capcom does it. Injustice does it. Yeah. However, there is that, and then the, the, there are games where you have a, a roster of characters, you have some unlockable <laughs> characters, and then you can buy extra characters that they develop after the game comes out. Yeah, and then there's Killer Instinct, where you have one character, and if you want any other characters, you buy them on an individual basis, which is absolutely insulting. After you've already paid for the full game, yeah, and people are like, "Oh, but the full game is, you know, the, the, the game is actually cheaper originally." It's like, yeah, but you shouldn't charge for a beat 'em up where you play as one character. That you shouldn't charge any money for that. It should be free, and then you should basically be able to unlock stuff mm. if you're going to do that. Yeah, like 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 Lex says in the in the chat, it's a glorified demo. If they if they announced that it was a demo, fine. Or a trial Absolutely version fine. or something. Yeah, trial version. Well, that's fine. Yes, because that's what shareware was. Back in the day, this happened a lot. Doom and Wolf Doom. were shareware. They put out the first chapter levels. for free. Yeah. And that was it. That was, that was your... And, and, but the thing is, now, with free-to-play, it wouldn't be, now buy the game, give us some money, here's the whole game. It would be, ah, you've played through the first five levels with the pistol and the shotgun. Now you can also buy the rest of this chapter, you can buy the first half of the next chapter and the other chapter, or you can buy the collected chapter pack, which is better value. You can also buy the double-barreled shotgun, the plasma gun, the rocket launcher, the BFG, or the Arsenal of Destruction pack. And, and uh, yeah. I hate that I can think like that, actually. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it, that is the way the world we live in now. Mm. God, we are becoming grumpy-ass old men right now. See, it's easy for you to think like that, Simon, because you are at developer guy. Yeah, but I don't design this kind of evil. <laughs> evil. This is evil. not the kind of evil I make. There was a, a talk by a guy <laughs> who is a consultant. What he does is he works out these reward cycles. He works out um, how to optimize these games to make money. And he did a talk that it... And this was a while ago. Uh, it was last year sometime, and it, it broke my heart because what he did was he presented Super Mario Brothers 3 as a monetized game. 
What? 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 And he said, and it's never going to be made, but it was an example of how you think. Oh, okay. okay. I said, so first of all, you have to establish your general monetization framework. And, and this is really how the sausage is made, ladies and gentlemen. You identify the core loop. Now, in Candy Crush, that's lose a life, gain a life. That's your core loop. Now, identify emotions you want to monetize. <laughs> Let that sink in for a moment. This is literally emotional manipulation. Wait, wait. How do I monetize lust? <laughs> Very easily. The porn industry has been doing it for years. Damn. I thought I was on something new there. Guess I just have to get a job in porn. Now, identify opportunities to monetize your core loop. So, Super Mario Bros. 3... Uh, the delight of Super Mario Bros. 3. It's a masterclass in surprise and delight. The player is introduced to novelties throughout the game that keeps the experience constantly fresh. Yep. In order to monetize emotion, we will introduce elements like a crafting system that allows the player to unlock new characters for use with slightly different powers. This allows for more novelty. Achievement. We can build off the slightly linear nature of Super Mario Bros. 3 to build a system dependent upon earning stars instead of level completion to unlock new areas and abilities. This takes cue from games like Candy Crush Saga and Jetpack Joyride. We will build in systems of achievement that will motivate players to use a variety of consumable boosts. Metastructure changes. Each level is a social leaderboard. So that's your uh, your Angry Birds. You know, you can see who scored three stars on it, who scored two. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, you earn one to three stars based on your score, but can, uh, can score bonus stars for completing with various other characters. New worlds are unlocked based on your star total. Time-based elements. Lives regenerate at one per half hour. Mini-games are playable once per 24 hours. End-of-level rewards pay out once per 24 hours. Add a new daily scratch card return mechanic. So you get one just for playing. And it's a scratch card, so they don't even have to pay out often. But you get your scratch card, so you scratch, you might win every day. Uh, coins as currency. Coins no longer grant a free life at 100. Instead, you spend coins on entrance to mini-games. You spend coins to buy consumables pre-level. Spend coins to buy a mystery box of crafting components. Or spend coins to complete crafting tasks. So you can buy a tanuki suit and a fire flower to have it in storage before the level begins. And, and this is literally described as a way to make players grind coins. Toad the Craftsman. End of level reward and Toad minigames grant craftables. Uh, craftables plus gold turn in for consumables. This Rare craftables like unlock new characters. So Princess Peach, Luigi, Donkey Kong, Samus, Link, Wario, etc. But Toad the Craftsman makes it sound like Toad would have tools, and I don't think I could trust Toad with tools. <laughs> wow! Yay! Ha-ha! <laughs> but there it is, ladies and gentlemen. It's, it's, a, it's a way to design Super Mario Brothers as a monetized, emotionally manipulative game. I'm not going to lie. You could have just told me that you just read an excerpt from Mein Kampf right now, and I would have totally believed you. And I, I'm not even done. That was just the first few slides. Because <laughs> uh, you could just... Uh, they also say uh, you could sell, um, as, as well as the free game, a starter pack that costs $20. Um, which, uh, or a $20... Sorry, it's a $20 value for $5, and that's your sort of first taste is free. Um, each level starts with an upsell message. Uh, weekly high score channels. Randomly generated levels. So you can just keep playing to grind more coins. Um, and the, the random levels cost coins to enter, so they're sort of like a jetpack joyride or a canabout mini game. Ah, oh, canabout. 
And he's even got the loop here. You've got the uh, lives are the gate. So if you don't have any lives, you can't get through the gate. But if you get through that gate, then you've got the, the, the platform race, the finish the obstacle course before the time runs out. This is a sink. It sinks lives and consumables, uh, but it generates consumables because you also get craftables out of it. Uh, and that can put you into another gate, how many stars you've got, because you need enough stars to go into a new world. And the world then chooses, you, you can branch out on the map into different parts of the world. You can unlock one with a certain number of stars, and then within that you can earn stars, which is its own sort of sub-loop. And it is a science, but it's an evil science. You know, there's lots of science that I wouldn't encourage people to inflict on the world. And this is one of them. Oh, yeah. This is one of the sciences. <laughs> I feel really bad. Now. This is a really depressing episode. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie. I know. I apologize I, I, to everyone for the downers that have like come through this entire goddamn episode. We started so happy. Yeah. Well, no, we didn't actually. <laughs> I don't want to. Don't want to play games anymore. No, no, no. Don't think like that. That's how they want you to think. You need to keep playing games, but keep playing games. Don't keep playing goddamn Facebook games or this bullshit microtransaction thing going on. <laughs> that is the thing. You have to acknowledge that these things exist. And you have to... I think we as gamers have to work out a distinction between emotionally manipulative, socially engineered, money-making packages that look shiny and pretty and may have our favorite characters in them and maybe our, our beloved genres and games. War for the Overworld and Dungeon Keeper Mobile are the perfect example of what you should support and what you should not. And to be fair, let's, let's look at this and say, and they were both asking, both, both those games at some point asked for you to put in some money to get content and you set true. the amount of money. But guess which one isn't evil? The one that asked you for the money up front and gave you a whole game for that money with no further transactions and wasn't designed to manipulate as much money as possible out of you. Yep. Is that out yet? Uh, it's The beta version is available on Steam, yes. <gasps> it's, it's available on what? This game. On Steam, Steam, Steam! 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 That's been a really long time. Oh, if we're doing gaming plugs as well, it's also worth pointing out the current Humble Bundle, the Sid Meier's Humble Bundle. Uh, didn't that get replaced? Uh, did it? I'm pretty sure it's now the Double Fine Humble Bundle. It is oh. Double Fine Humble Bundle. Oh, no, it's Civ both. It's both. The Humble Bundle is the Civilization Humble Bundle. Yep. Where you can go in and get Civilization 3 complete, Civilization 4 complete, Civilization 5 with Gods and Kings, and if you pay more than $15, which, by the way, is fuck all for these games, Yep. Uh, Brave New World as well. And just um, to put it into perspective, that's about eight, nine pounds? Yeah. Uh, and currently Brave New World's RRP is nineteen ninety nine. Exactly. And that's not See. to mention you get Ace Patrol, Pacific Skies, and Railroads, Railroads as well. Uh, but the Humble Weekly sale... The Double is, Fine. ...is the Double Fine sale. You get Psychonauts, you get Costume Quest, you get Stacking, you get Brutal Legend, and you get Space Base DF9, which I've been thoroughly enjoying. Double fur, double, double fine make good games. They double do. Fur. Double fur. Double fur. <laughs> double fur. They make good games. Uh, double fur. Why did you sound like a French Geordie? Double <laughs> fur. They make good games, like we. Oui. <laughs> but in uh, they make very good games. I've recently completed Broken Age Part One. Ooh, yes, I have been looking at that and thinking, hmm. Well, stop thinking and start buying. Uh, it's it's very much Part One. There will come a time where it is... And, but the thing is, when you buy it on Steam, you get part two. It's included. It's like buying a DLC subscription. 
So right. when part two comes out, it will be given to you as part of your purchase. It's just it's like not ready yet. So it's like a season pass. Yes, exactly. The price you pay is the price you pay for all of Broken Age. And you can have part one now and part two when it's ready. Uh, and part one is, is really good. It's a bit short because it's half a game. But it's half a game and a whole arc, if that makes sense. This game yeah. is clearly going to be a story of two parts. Uh, which is not unsurprising when you realize it is two parallel stories. But it's, it's beautifully, it's beautifully done. The art is absolutely gorgeous. It looks, the best way I can describe it, it's like a, uh, a Where the Wild Things Are style story come to life. Huh. Uh, the voice acting is great. You've got Elijah Wood in there. You've got Jennifer Hale. You've got Will Wheaton. You've got Jack Black is not terrible in it. <laughs> it's, it's, it's got that very sort of, uh, really, really hype, really, really happy, bouncy, kind of creepy feel to it. Yes. At least with um, what's his name's um, storyline. Oh, with both of them. With both. Yeah. Well, it's... I don't know. I mean, the, 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 I, I can't remember their names, but the girl's storyline is a lot. Bella. Yeah, Bella's storyline is a lot more obviously creepy. Mm, yeah, but there's a lot of subtext to it. Yeah, whereas Shay's is all smiles and niceness. And the whole time you're like, yo, what's going on? <laughs> I don't feel well. To give you the, the setup, the very brief setup that was in the, uh, the demo, basically you have Shay. It's two teenagers, a boy and a girl. And Shay lives on a spaceship. A spaceship that has clearly been set up for a much younger child than Shay. It is a spaceship come nursery. And Vela is a girl growing up in a village where she has been chosen to represent her village at the Maiden Feast, which is a sacrificial offering to a giant monster. So it's two different teenagers coming of age who are in two different predicaments in two very different settings. Yeah. And you switch back and forth between them as you try and get them out of their predicaments. It's, uh, it's just a beautiful bit of storytelling, a beautiful, beautiful bit of game design, and it does not contain a single microtransaction. Yeah, I was wondering right. if it was just the plural that would do it, actually, for a moment there. Yeah. <laughs> So there are still good games. That is what that is the, the message we want to leave you with, is casual gaming started off well but has become a cynical evil money pit. However, gaming is still good. So and you should totally go out and buy a video game. Yes, like now. Uh, what are these video games of which you speak? It's a little late for, for you now if you've listened to this much of the show and didn't know that. Yeah. Why does it just Nidhogg? Nidhogg's a really good game to play. There aren't enough people in the multiplayer. so if We need get to get that, enough people together to have a Nidhogg tournament. Yeah, because I want to Nidhogg you all. And, and then I want to Nidhogg you all so well I get to the final where Jack beats me. Yep. Do you know how I'm going to beat you? Long grass. Because Jack is the Nidhogging fool. Yep. He knows his Nidhogg. Apparently, I'm really good at stabbing people. Well, so far, we know you're really good at stabbing me. Yeah. <laughs> this may not hold up to people who are not me. I don't know. It might. You might be a Nidhogg savant. Yay. I've got a real thing for the word savant tonight. You do. It's your word of the day. Someone's been using their word of the day with toilet paper. I have, finally. I was, I was all blocked up, but now I get a chance to learn new words. <laughs> I was going to get you glow-in-the-dark toilet paper once. <laughs> Thank God you didn't. Who was that addressed to? Who were you going to buy glow-in-the-dark toilet paper for? Me. All of the people in this. Oh, okay. In this podcast right now, <laughs> they were doing. There was wow. a multi-buy deal of various novelty toilet papers, and I was seriously considering doing. <laughs> what stopped you? Um, I had no money. I found a website that just did novelty toilet paper of many different kinds. Okay, that's that seems like as good a note as any on which to leave this. 
<laughs> Unless anyone else has anything to add, either in the continuing to be a bummer about casual gaming or to cheer us up about real gaming. Yay. Jack is squeeing of a double dragon right now. Double dragon neon? Go on. Available on Steam. Oh, it's now available on Steam, double dragon neon. Uh, it's a, like, well, Double Dragon is now on Steam, basically, but it's, like, over-ramped 80s bright pink neon colours. <laughs> so, Far Cry Blood Dragon. Is this Double well, Blood Dragon? Yeah, I guess so. Looks like it. It looks pretty cool. I want. That looks kind of fun. <laughs> and it's only £7. Is it multiplayer? And, uh, it is multiplayer. It is local multiplayer. Is it online multiplayer? Uh, I don't know. It says, co-op and, it's, it says co-op and local co-op. Because I do not live near your house, so... Yeah. I think, I, co-op, I think co-op means it is possible to play online. I think it does. But I, I think it's worth pointing out that the first word in the description of it is brotacular. That's the first two words hyphenated. Yes. What's that? Sorry, there's also a game called Fading Hearts. I'm going to stop just, like, reading out games that are, oh my god, more visual novels on Steam. <laughs> Yay. Have you played Hate Plus yet? Not or, yet. Or Hate, an adult story? Sorry, I'm just looking at Fading Hearts, and there's like the first screen it shows you is like you waking up, and it's like, what do you do? Have breakfast, use computer, and so on and so forth. The next picture is you are attacked by a giant scorpion. <laughs> Man, your morning sucks. <laughs> wow. So. That sounds great. Yeah. But yeah. You need to play analog. Okay, I will. Uh, because I want your kickback on it. Because it's, it's not, it's a, a Western developed, Korean inspired visual novel. Madness. Which is very interesting. And it's, it's a sci fi telling of historical Korean analogues. So, so they've taken a historical Korean instant and turned it into a sci fi. It's very interesting. Hmm. So also, there's Jack a chance to, to totally smooch an AI. <laughs> so you want Jack yeah. to play that? I do. And Jack wants to play the path. Well, yeah, what I might, might end up doing is live streaming a bunch of people getting together for a big party, and we're just gonna, I'm just going to make them one by one play the path. Uh, I want to be at that party, though. Yeah, you do. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to sit next to each one of them individually as they're playing it, and when they look at me with abject horror to demand I tell them what's going on, I will simply smile. Nice. And I want to play Nidhogg. Yeah, me, I want to play Nidhogg again, too. Let's play Nidhogg now. I want to we play can't, I don't have a computer. Oh, fuck! Download it on Mike's computer and play me at Nidhogg. No, we can't do that. <laughs> we, could, we could do that. You can do that. Oh, oh four-player Octodad. Wait, you yes. four-player? Is it one person controlling each limb? Yep. Oh my god, that sounds yes. insane. I've never seen Octodad before. This is the first time I'm seeing it. This looks wonderful. Uh, yeah, uh, it's four-player Octodad. Jack showed me a video of Buckplayer playing, playing it last night, and oh my god. Oh my god. It's amazing. Yep. There are four of us. Yep. That would make a really good... I think we need to get a big list of games that we're going to get together when, when uh, World 1 Stage 1 HQ has its grand opening. Yes, and when I have proper bandwidth, which, with any luck, I should have bandwidth to stream all the things. Yay! And then we'll all be Yay. down to World 1 Stage 1 HQ every day. Because... And this is actually <laughs> pretty cool. Uh, because my new flat is a new development... Uh, and is sort of really invested in being good because the government are like, it cannot fail. Uh, there's a very real chance, <laughs> and I'm told I will be able to get hyperoptic. Now, I haven't confirmed this, but if it's true, hyperoptic are a, a fiber internet service provider who are All not right. trying to retrofit old buildings. They're just not. So if you don't have it in your building, you won't get it. Right. Okay. But if you do, if you're in a new development and it's got hyperoptic built in, you can get gigabit internet. Ooh. And the thing is, it's not like cable. It's gigabit down, gigabit up. 
gigabit shake it all about. So I can stream all the things. All the things. Mm. Which will make our Twitch sessions much better, because they won't, after 40 minutes, corrupt into the end of 2001 A Space Odyssey. <laughs> so very strange. So I'm looking forward to that. Yes, yes. Uh, and also I'll be able to set up my microphone properly and actually get back to a proper podcast recording situation, which I thoroughly look forward to. Yeah. Because at the moment, it is all a bit suboptimal. Because it'll be in the room and stuff. That would be the most optimal. I would like that optimal. I would like being in the same room again. But failing that, hyperoptic could be a really interesting addition to my lineup. Anyway... Uh, so yes, did anyone have anything else to add, or should we wrap that up? Um, Jen say Jen's trying to go. Jen say to me, buy our stuff. We have <laughs> I, stuff. To, we have stuff for sale. You should totally put a list on the World One Stage One Tumblr. Yeah, do that. Jen. Oh, except you can't put it on the World One Stage One Tumblr because I don't have a fucking laptop. I'm sure you have the password, right? Probably. And this fucking internet right here. That by the way, Tumblr is accessible from other computers. Yeah, but I don't have the, the, the password saved on every computer. That's why I said you've got the password, right? And that's why I said probably. You just logged out of the ra- the chat room. God damn it, Michael. Oh, it doesn't matter. Especially with the small one on the way, we need to sell some stuff. So we've got DVDs. At the moment, we've got DVDs and soft toys. Like... Anime and uh, anime is not a soft toy, Jack. Anime and gaming soft toys. Oh, okay. No, Simon's here. We're not going to devolve into this shit again. Nope, 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 Why are you opening it now, Michael? We're not going to advertise to people that World One Stage One is currently recording because our episode is going to finish in three minutes. But we can advertise that they can buy stuff. What, to the internet at large? Because yes. that is something the internet at large can do, is buy stuff. Because they are allowed to buy stuff, as long yes. as they're willing to exchange people money for things. I've been known to have money. Yeah, I know, but there's also, like, postage. Why not just advertise to people that live nearby and can come and pick shit up? Because there's a lot more people in the world. The world yeah, is not located to stuff you can walk to, Jack. Shut up. Yeah, it is. We got interest from uh, Seattle at the moment for some soft toys. Wow, Seattle. Yeah. They, is, it, is it because they need things to throw in celebration of winning the Super Bowl? Probably. And not just winning, but oh my god. Oh man. Hey, that was amazing. Hey, Simon, Simon, Simon. Do you remember how I told you that they would win after like a record number of interceptions? I do remember that being said, yes. Yeah. Are you scared yet? <laughs> no, it wasn't a record. No, it wasn't a record number, but it was quite a high number of interceptions. It was a surprisingly high number of interceptions, yes. <laughs> that was amazing. <laughs> Isn't there a bit of controversy that the um, other people were bribed to lose? Well, only because, let's face it, they were playing in New Jersey. And when you're playing in New Jersey, the automatic implication is that the mob was somehow involved. (laughs) (laughs) No, genuinely, that is the suspicion. Oh, okay, fair enough. They turned up at New Jersey and someone just came along and went, hey, Peyton Manning, that's a nice arm. Shame if something were to happen to it. By the way, we bet on Seattle. Um... (laughs) Oh, the Denver Broncos. <laughs> Funny enough, I did see this, something amazing someone pointed out, which was, is, is I forget, um, you, you'll know this, Simon, you know, like, America. Well, you know America. <laughs> I, I am familiar with the country, yes. Right. Colorado. Does Colorado yep. have legalized marijuana? Yes. Yes, it does. Does Washington State have legalized marijuana? Yes, yes it, does. it does. Are they the two states that have legalized marijuana? Yes, they are. 
And they're the two states that sended, ended up sending people to the, the Super Bowl. Yep. I'm not saying there's a link, but I am saying, you know, it makes your sports teams better. Well, all I'm saying is that given the way the two played, Seattle has the good weed. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Or there's obviously, you know, it's, it's legalizing weed and gay marriage makes your sports team the best team. Pressing buttons. Why, why are you pressing J and K? Stop anyway, I think we've clearly reached the end of the show now. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry. I'm making little tunes and pressing buttons. <laughs> yes. So well, this has well, been World One Stage Five. Oh, wait a second. So have, if this is the end of the show, I can say I got to. Le- I got to. 20 on Flappy Bird. Holy shit! You got to 20. And congratulations, Iris, you're out of World 1 Stage 1. Oh, Thanks. please. <laughs> I don't know how you did that. Uh, patience and good health. No, no, no. Flappy Bird has nothing to do with either of those things in my experience. Well, apparently Kirby got to 38, so... Well, we need to burn him as a witch. And Kirby, I added you to my 3DS way back when... So we need to redo that. I'm sure things are being said in the chat room, but Mike's gone away from the chat room, so I can't tell what they are. Well, but... a useful suggestion Lex has made is, Jack, why don't you plug Mike's monitor into your laptop so you can back everything up? Because my laptop's in a shop being looked at by Mr. Singh. We like Mr. Singh. Oh, he fixes things. Probably. Yeah, it's, it's the yep. same guy that fixed my laptop when I punched the hard drive to death. Is I that did not pay for win. Repair shop. Sorry? Is that the Christian laptop repair shop? No, 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 no. This is I, one I, Bristol. I, no, this is, this is the, well, the guy, like, his brother lives in Bristol. It's the guy that lives next door to where all, our old flat used to be. Like, last, uh, oh, la- yeah. last, last summer when I punched my computer so hard that the, the, the hard drive shattered into pieces, um, I took it to him and he fixed it. All I'm going to say about the Christian laptop repair place is that I don't have enough nasty porn on my laptop to... Yes. Uh, which is actually a lie. I have plenty of nasty porn on my laptop to, to care people with. Maybe That's not so quite the same level as... as it Was it Hanker? Hanker. Yeah, I don't think I have the same... Computer there to get it repaired. I think just to scar them. Yeah, I don't think even my porn collection could you know hold a candle to hers. From what That's I've heard. interesting. Yeah. Yeah. See, so yeah, we've really got off... So. We're not going off topic, we're just talking about my porn collection. That's true. <laughs> Which is a recurring old. topic, in fairness. Yeah. <laughs> so basically, next time I need to learn, don't punch my hard drive, don't punch my screen. In general, what? there's very few parts of your computer that you should be punching. Why yeah. did you do such thing? Well, my hard drive, I punched it because my computer wasn't working very fast. Right. Um, and my screen, just, I don't know, I, I op- like I said, I opened it up this morning and it was cracked. During the night, it cracked. Does it fall on fall or anything like that? I hope not, because it was on the floor. So it's, I don't know how it could have fallen, because it was already on the floor. It's very hard to fall from the floor. All right. Yeah. Unless you fall from the floor off a ledge to another floor. Yeah, that would suck. But no, it didn't do that. There's someone trod on it. I hope not, because that would mean they were in my room while I slept. <laughs> someone definitely trod on it. Spooky yeah. ghost. Thanks for that. So, anyway, this has been World One Stage One. I have been Jack. I have been Irish. I've been Mike. And I also have been. And will continue to be. Shut up. Oh, sorry. You managed to talk over the ending for once. Oh, <laughs> I like to mix things up. I don't know why I said it like that. I didn't either. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye. 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 Bye.